0: Aaron's thumb at a point where you can put him under center more. Uh, we'll see. I think. I mean, like I always look at the efficiency, you know, under center gun. Like I said before, like every game plan could be a little bit different, but our 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 efficiency in the gun's been pretty solid for for the majority of the season. In fact, in some of the personnel groupings, our gun plays have been more effective than our under center plays. So.
1: Welcome back. What? What? Okay. The under-the-gun play has been more efficient. Um. Maybe that's because you're mixing it up more, but when you're standing in the gun the entire time, I don't want to say it's been more efficient. Maybe, maybe it's the uh, lesser of two evils, but... I find that almost uh, hard to believe. Then again, um, when you run at least at one point you know, 80% to 90% of your offense in a gun, yeah, you're probably going to have more success in a gun. So I, I, I'm not going to argue with the statistic, but I just know what the eyeball test says. I When he said that and came out and defended it, I'm like, did you just watch the game that you called where Aaron Rodgers was under center more than he probably has been all season? The success you had at running the football, the different looks, the way you were able to freeze defenses because of his movement in the pocket coming out from under under center versus in the gun. You know, don't get me wrong, you had some success in the gun. I'm not going to deny that, but when you mix it up, you're better. When you go 90% gun, you're not and it's it's this is not coming from just myself this is from people in the industry as i watch every almost every morning people are breaking down the packers offense and what's the problem and you know you talk they they talk about repetitiveness they talk about lack of creativity being in the gun consistently you know obviously why you do it but instead of correcting the problem that forces you into the gun you just go to the gun you acquiesce to the lesser of two evils and therefore you become insufficient when it comes to running your offense. So uh, a lot to be a lot to be said there. a lot to be said there. Then he said then he was asked about uh, I don't know if you if you caught it but he was asked about the trade, the trade deadline. So the question was you know, uh, you know, hey, Matt, uh, you know, with with the trade deadline, you know, and he talks about, you know, what, what what were you looking for? What do you need? And instead of addressing the trade deadline, I mean, he's right, but instead of addressing anything about it, he immediately goes, we just need to win more games. Let Look over here. We need to win more games. He's not going to talk about the trade deadline. He was talking with Goody. He didn't want to talk about what decisions were being made upstairs. I was game planning for Detroit. I don't want to talk about it. He, he, they don't want to talk about it they just don't there is a a chart that you look at certain things and you say this is the trade value chart this is what we're giving up versus what we're getting in return and they look at that chart it is gospel we will not go above and beyond this is not what we do we are the packers we are champions we've won many games we've been in nfc championship games we've done many things correctly We are the franchise many would kill to be, and they're right. They're right. But every day, as Matt LaFleur then goes on to say, is a new day. You concentrate on winning the day. You win one game at a time. You win one day at a time. You put yourself in the best possible position to be successful. Take a little bit of your own advice. You went from being 100% correct to dead-on hypocrisy. In a matter of a fart, <laughs> excuse me, the wind have changed. Oh, by the way, we've got to be in the best position to be successful. we got to do everything we can to win football games. we got to take it one game at a time. We can't rest on what we've done in the past. Oh, really? Okay. Well, there you have it. So I just thought uh, you might enjoy that. And I look, I feel for Matt LaFleur. I really do. He is... In a tough spot, he's got to answer for Gutekunst and what didn't happen, uh, all the while taking a boatload of criticism from guys like me and fans like you. And things are spiraling. Uh, They've lost games they shouldn't. Uh, You know, he does the halftime Q&A on Sunday night, appears to be emotional. We'll, We'll call it that. Um, and for whatever reason, people are questioning his leadership. People are questioning his play calling ability. People are questioning his choice at defensive coordinator. Um, all of that has now come into play when things are great. You are on top of the world. Winning is the ultimate deodorant. Nothing stinks. Everything's wonderful until you lose. And then they've lost in the playoffs and it was, hey, you're, you're, you're 13 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins. You're doing great. Keep it up. Nice job. What an incredible start to your coaching career. You are a guru. You are a genius. You have massaged all the egos of those in the front office as well as the quarterback. Everything is coming up roses. And then you're hit with adversity. You're a better coach when you face the adversity and overcome it versus when you take over a program that gives you lemonade versus the lemons um and rick you're right the quote coach speak gets very tiresome when you are losing and obvious problems to all again i go back to very much a praise of the packers fan base to say you're unbelievably intelligent praise to all for recognizing the problems and shame on The glossing over as if to say, well, you know, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this, that type of thing. Uh, When you're talking to a fan base who knows what the hell they're talking about and they can see it. 877 867 uh, 1670. 877 867 1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Uh, Phone lines wide open. I'd like to get your reaction to all of this before we get out of here. The next couple of segments are yours, yours and yours alone. Love to hear from you. Give us a shout. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Smoke on the Water. That's out there on Okachi Lake. Uh, big Packers party coming up this weekend. Watch party going on. So get out there and everybody on your way out. Smoke on the Water. You stop off at a church. You do a couple of novenas, light a couple of candles, say a few prayers, and maybe, just maybe, the Green Bay Packers get a win and we can all celebrate and everybody's joyous and rejoicing and imbibing out at Smoke on the Water or Sloppy Joe's for that matter. Two great places, two great Wisconsin bars, one on the water in Okachi, one an old-fashioned Wisconsin bar in Hubertus. Either place cannot go wrong. Stay tuned. More on the Bill Michael Show. Your comments next. Phil Michael show. We continue on. Hey, our friends at Boondocks, barbecue, burgers, and brews in Stonebank, Wisconsin. Technically, it's in Oconomowoc. Uh, County Road K is where you can find them. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up uh, over there. As a matter of fact, they have a big Sunday Funday dollar off the uh, tappers and such as the Packers game kicks off at noon. And they've got some music out there as well. $2 off appetizers, plenty of good stuff going on. They've got a Thanksgiving catering menu if you want your Thanksgiving dinner catered. And they've got, on November 7th, the wine dinner coming up November 7th and the uh, tipsy painting party during the Widow's Weekend here later in uh, November as well. So check out uh, Boondock's Barbecue and Brew uh, over there are more than just BBQ over on uh, Facebook. You can follow everything right there. I want to get your reaction to what Matt LaFleur had to say. Um, this one's from uh, Cassidy. Cassidy says, uh, what I hear is a coach that is just searching for words and scrambling for anything at this point. Cassidy, I, you know, that's probably the best summation, out, you know, out of anything. I can get all technical. We can talk about numerous things like shotgun versus non-shotgun, defensive play, and go on and on and on, and players that will and won't play. And But but it, that that's probably the most succinct comment today. You're probably right. I think at this point in time, Matt LaFleur is, this is the first time as a head coach he's been faced with this type of adversity. And right now they are spiraling down a bad rabbit hole. With a what we'd all consider to be a subpar team on the horizon that actually can put up points, and you don't have the ability. You're eighteen point one points per, per game right now. You don't have the ability to come out and reel off a bunch of points like uh, like the Lions do. Quite frankly, so you're you're. I, I think it's a very real possibility. That uh, that you you could be in more than a heap of trouble. The, the Detroit Lions averaged twenty four point seven points per game. The Green Bay Packers eighteen point one. That's twenty sixth in the National Football League. By the way, my friends, twenty six. Detroit, I think they're top ten. Ninth, they're ninth in the National Football League. points per game, averaging 258 yards through the air. And they're averaging 136 yards on the ground. Packers are averaging 217 yards through the air. Think about that. I mean, like the Bears are only averaging 126 yards through the air with Justin Fields. But close to 200 yards, 188 yards per game rushing. Packers 122 and 217. 122 and 217. And the Packers it still puts them near uh, a little bit lower than the middle of the pack, but they're behind Los the, the Las Vegas Raiders. When it comes to total yards. They move the football. They just have so many things that have kind of hindered them. Now if you cut down on the on the on the turnover, if you cut down on the penalties, yeah, you know what? There's probably some viability there. But man. And then defensively speaking, yards per game, Packers aren't bad in yards per game. Overall, they're ninth. Ninth in yards per game. They're second in passing yards per game, defensively speaking. Second. They are 28th, 29th in rush yards per game giving up 141.3 yards per game. And when it comes to giving up points, they're giving up 21.6 points per game. That's where them and the Detroit Lions different cuz the the Lions are giving up 32.1 points per game. I mean, the Lions defensively are atrocious. They're they're terrible. So maybe you can get the offense right But think of this, and Ben, let me ask you this. Let's say the Packers win this game 21-17. How successful do
0: you really think that is? Well, the bar is quite low. So in the grand scheme of what we've seen, quite successful because they won. But in terms of what we can... Be confident about. I would say not really successful at all. No, you got to get 28-30 at least against this team, or when else you got. I mean, right? You're in a tough spot. You got a team giving up thirty two points a game, and you
1: can't put up more say than twenty one. And the Packers have have not scored consistently above twenty points all season long. I I, you know, uh, it's a win. You can certainly go. Psh, Put a check in the checkmark in the column. But, I, and I'm just giving kind of, you know, best and worst case scenarios, but th- this is a team that you should offensively and normally go in and just dominate, just blow out and get it over with. They have the ability to put points up, but just just get it over with. And I I don't see this team doing that. I see this team struggling big time. Uh 877-867-1670. Um this one's from David who said we did find out uh Samari Torre can get open in the uh scramble drill. Yeah, that we did. Um Brandon says, just give Rogers the weekend off and let Jordan Love play. That's not gonna happen. Um I mean can I ask you a question? Why? I get the old adage of it, you can't get any worse. Well, yeah, you can. But is there a reason why? You did, you're not paying Rodgers $50 million to watch Jordan Love play to see if Jordan Love is the future of the team or not. You know? Phil says, "How's Packer Nation going to take losing to a team with a worse record than the Green Bay Packers?" I guess we're going to find out on Sunday. Uh, it could possibly happen. You know, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was bad when they went and lost in London. Okay, and I thought, okay, the Pond, and you know, New York is a, a decent football team. They're on the ascend. Okay, you know, eh, all right. And you come back, and then I thought, you know, you got to beat the Jets, right? you got to beat the Jets. You're at home. You get the, you know, and again, going back to talking to some of the people inside the walls of 1265, and you get the quote of, boy, if, if you, we lose today, the wheels are coming off. And then they lose, and they get their ass kicked doing it. That's, I mean, it wasn't about a loss or a tight game or anything. It, you got your ass handed to you. You got out manned. And then I was like, wow. And all I kept thinking was, guys inside the walls. Wheels are going to start coming off. Wheels are going to start coming off. And then there's the Washington Commanders. That's the get-right team, right? That's the get-right team. Let's put the train back on the tracks. You can get a couple of wins. Beat Washington. Beat Detroit. Get ahead of steam going in to face Mike McCarthy. You're good to go. And then they lose again. Because you knew you were going to probably lose the Bills, Right? And you go out and you run the ball, you discovered a few things, but ultimately guys not in the right place at the right time, some penalties that should or shouldn't have been called, and you're right back where you started. You're you're back with yet another loss. And now you're really, really. So if you lose to Detroit, I I you're right. I can't imagine what it's gonna be like. On Sunday after the after the game during the Green and Gold post game show, uh, what 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 that would be like? I, I just man, um, Tom says so much hatred towards Rodgers. Jordan Love isn't the answer or the solution. People, um, I agree. I look Jordan Love did a couple of things in preseason to make you go, oh okay, but there's not much in, in the years that he's been here. There's not much of that. He looked a little better but not, you know, dramatically better. And the hatred for Rodgers is more of an anger I think than hatred. I think people love what Rodgers has done for the franchise. But I think people the 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 pedestal I, and again, anytime you seemingly perceptually perception becomes reality, anytime you put yourself perceptually above the franchise, fans right or wrong, fans will dislike you. You know, this is a, you know, as we kind of cliche make the beer and brats crowd versus the two fingers of scotch crowd, you know, it's, it's, you're not one of us. You're not one of us. And then when you put yourself on a pedestal, you're wishy-washy. You don't know if you want to come back. You may, you may not. You start losing players. You want certain things. You make demands. He opened a lot of eyes. He did a lot of great things, but. All in all, people just know you're making $50 million and you're losing. You know? And that's what people know. Final segment of The Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Ready? This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers not able to complete any trade deals, but they were in talks for Steelers receiver Chase Claypool, who's headed to the Bears. Green Bay releasing two players: outside linebacker Kobe Jones and running back Patrick Taylor. Malafleur asked if there's any dissension among some of the defensive players regarding the game
0: plan during this four-game losing streak. We'd be foolish not to listen to our players at certain times, and then ultimately we have to make the best decision for a football team in terms terms of how do you go about winning the game and there were some great moments and then there were some not so great moments
1: aaron Rodgers on the mcafee show talked about a bad call on robert tunyan for offensive pass interference after losing to the bills uh, we still haven't played a complete game we're still looking for that for eight weeks It's disappointing but that's the way it goes we've had a lot of injuries you know which hasn't uh, helped us you know i thought there was uh you know, a call that definitely went against us in the game on uh, the Tunyon touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing was they're hand fighting for one. Like, if you want to call OPI, then you have to call a corresponding hold. And Bills linebacker, Von Miller, discussed with former defensive back Richard Sherman on the bleacher report what he asked Aaron Rodgers during the game Sunday night. What I was asking him, like, hey, like, why y'all not passing the ball, man? What you, not only with Aaron Rodgers, but Russell Wilson and... and No, 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 no. I'll tell you what Aaron said. I ain't got nobody to throw it to. I don't trust none of them. I wish I could throw it to myself. That's what he said to you. I don't trust these boys. (laughs) They couldn't catch a cold in a snowstorm in Alaska. Like, that's what he said. That's Richard Sherman. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens. On the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. We continue on. Final segment before we get out of here. Reminder, coming up tonight, we are going to be the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill tonight. 6 to 8 is the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. And we're going to be down there this evening as the uh, the Bucks are going to be playing inside uh, the 5 serve. And that begins tonight at 7. So come on down, pregame with us. Head on over to the 5 serve. Catch some... Catch some undefeated hoops, and uh, kind of go from there.
0: Ben, uh, so it, who is it tomorrow? You and who else? Grant, Bills, myself, and Grant. Yeah, Good right for you. Okay. Yeah, big dad.
1: Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow is a weird day because tomorrow I'm going to be um, I'm doing a tour, and I did this a few years ago, but we're doing the tour of the uh, the Lacrosse Quick Trip City, where basically Lacrosse is built. Earlier, uh, I'm not Lacrosse, but where Quick Trip is built. And it's a, it's just a m- huge complex, and we're doing some stuff out there tomorrow. So I'm going to be off tomorrow. I'm back at it on on Friday. But oh, you got to call in up. with a live report. Uh, last time I took a picture that ended up going viral. They put you in a uh, you know in one of those those hats, uh, the hairnet things. Yeah, when you're walking around the bakery and such, they put you in the hairnet and the gla- the glasses and gloves and a big white coat like you're going in to do surgery. And uh, yeah, so uh, got that. I'll, I'll take that picture tomorrow if I can.
0: All right, I'll write it down but, uh, tomorrow, yeah. twelve thirty-five. You'll call in, text a me, let detailed me know. Yeah, give, me a, give me a buzz. Yeah. Cheers. I'll see if I can't wave some of
1: that, uh, some of those, uh, you know, that that glazer smell towards you. <laughs> you know, when you walk into a quick trip and you smell the bakery, oh, it's so good, it's so good. So I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. So you and Grand Pills tomorrow. I'll be back on Friday. Um, you know, one thing we forgot to do today. Power rankings, power rankings. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> okay. so we'll do them on. Uh, we'll do them on Friday. Can't believe I forgot to do the power rank. Got so caught up in what was going on or not going on inside the walls of twelve sixty five that it just it kind of got away from us.
0: So yeah, we gotta 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 correct that. I still I thought you were going to go a different route. There still is some big backlash to Dustin Johnson trading Taylor Gooch uh, to the Niblicks. For Peter Uline, trying to gear up for a back-to-back quest for the four aces. (laughs) A lot of discussion, because some are saying it's a similar situation with Rodgers, where, you know, he needs his buddies around, can't really play with the young guys, needs some seasoned vets in there, even though Uline's been trashed for 10 years. Some people are drawing comparisons. I'm not, but some are. Okay. We can discuss... We can discuss, no problem. Grant usually gives me two and a half minutes per show towards the end of an say. hour just to, yeah. just to ramble about golf. And then we hit the top of the hour, and I'm forced to stop. And tonight you got, uh, what is it, game three? Game four. Fills up 2-1. Game one. four?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, okay, game four. Yeah, you're right. Game four tonight of the World Series. Coming up this evening after that 7 nothing bombing. That the Phillies gave the Astros. I'll, uh, the best shot of the night for me was watching Jose Altuve sit at the top of the dugout stairs, spitting sunflower seeds, looking depressed. That was the best shot of the night. That was a good just, one. It, there was something that just innately made me go, ah. Although it doesn't matter because Houston's still in the World Series. You got Nola against Javier tonight. Javier goes to the hill for the uh, the Astros. Nola goes to the hill for the fills this evening so there you have it the underdog the wild card up two games to one ah that could have been the brewers just yet another reminder why those games in april and may mean so damn much don't
0: pee them away not to be this guy but grant and i actually talked about this that pitch yeah. harper went deep on yeah Yelich is rolling over that to second base Oh, I completely agree.
1: Yeah. Any play that's made in the outfield, a throw to the infield is, you know, a ground ball from the outfielder to the infielder regarding Yelich in the arm. I completely agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, we're not there yet to hot stove talk, but hot stove talk this year is going to be an interesting look at where the Brewers are at. I mean, I say it every year that this is a very pivotal year, but this year really is. What direction are you going? Because you know what you got coming up on the horizon monetarily. So, what direction are you going to go? So we we'll, we'll, a lot of hot stove talk yet to go. Bucks basketball, obviously, haven't talked a lot of Bucks, but they're only six games into the season. The Bucks are crushing it right now, playing really good, and this is without Chris Middleton. They don't even have him in the lineup yet. So we're waiting to see. You know. What what he can do when he comes back. Kyrie's still an idiot. Nothing's changed since yesterday and the day before. He scored four so points that, last night. Yeah, there you go. And again, would not go to would would not go to the podium. They don't want him to talk because they're afraid of what's gonna fall out of his his head. And I was very kind by saying that, by the way. Coming up tonight, we're gonna be live down at the Mecca sports bar and grill in the Deer District. Come on down. We're brought to you by Bud Light, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle six to eight tonight seven o'clock bucks basketball come on down check that out even if you're not going to the game they have it on all the big screens inside the mecca and then uh, i'll be in lacrosse tomorrow back here on friday so we got a lot of uh moving around to do but that's okay that's what we do what we do so until we talk again tonight six o'clock central time for us to get out of here have a going the bill michaels show podcast listen rate subscribe